The following is a Black Static and Swerve production. You've found Don't Worry Wednesday, where Ryan and Joe share insight, perspective, and information on issues that real folks are dealing with every day. Here is a specific question that Ryan and Joe answered on a recent full episode of Don't Worry Wednesday. Joe, what was that latest question? Hey everyone, the concern we are handling in this segment comes from Anonymous, and it reads, When I was younger, I remember most things I was told, like every bully's words and every time I got hurt by them. My mom and dad never hit me, and I barely got in trouble. But sometimes I wish they did one of those things more when I did something wrong. So in turn, I took everything to heart every time they yelled at me. I don't steal, I don't talk about my feelings, I don't fight back, and I don't say when I'm hurting. I'm afraid of my dad because he yelled at me more and sounded more angry. I try to forget, but I can't. Every time I do something wrong, I cry. If I fail at sports, I cry. If I add too much sauce, I cry. If I get lower than an A in something, I cry. I can't look at him without thinking he is going to yell at me even now and he never yells at me. Now, just as a reminder, we are not professional therapists and our content is not a substitute for professional counseling. We're simply offering some friendly perspective and encouragement for you as you journey through these challenges. Now let's get to that concern posted by Anonymous. Cool, easy. yep, we're all good. So, yeah. Good. Well, Anonymous, thank you so much for asking. I, I'm just assuming you want me to jump in. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, Please. If I if I step on your toes, Ryan, I apologize. No, my toe. <laughs> no, my toe, you it hurts. It. Um, right, go for boy, it. Boy, I you know, I totally can relate. I you know, one of the things um uh, it takes a lot of guts to to put this out there, Anonymous. So thank you. Um, and it's, it's not an easy thing. You know, one thing that, uh, I've learned about, because I am very, very sensitive to words hmm. and it's because my love language is words of affirmation. Is there, there are five love languages. If you get the book, the five love languages, it goes through, you know, the different, all the different love languages and mine it's like the part one, of your personality huh it's kind of like part of your personality but not necessarily yeah. relating to um like the 16 personalities or anything it's a separate thing but uh-huh. it's like part of who you are uh-huh. yep and so but um it's it's very interesting because you know i take words to heart more than i take anything else to heart like you know if somebody if somebody punches me, it doesn't bother me as much as if, you know, somebody says a, a mean word to me or, or, or says something that's very harsh to me, you know. And likewise, in the opposite direction, you know, if somebody gives me a hug, it's I don't feel loved as much as if someone says something encouraging and uplifting and loving towards me. So you know, it kind of moves in that direction. So it sounds to me like um, it's possible that words have a greater impact on you than other things. Um, so that's, it's a good 
base to start from to recognize that about yourself and understand, okay, so I am affected by words, you know, more than any other thing that's out there. People say things without thinking all the time. And I'm not saying this is happening to you, Anonymous, but I'm, I just know in my life, what I had to learn was that, you know what? There were a lot of things that got said to me when I was growing up from lots of different people. And I'm a perfectionist, you know, at heart anyway. So I can totally relate to what you're saying here. Every time I do something wrong, I feel really bad about it. Anytime I make a mistake, anytime one little thing, if, you know, like you get too many grains of salt on something, you know, oh, I shook it one too many times. Oh, it's totally ruined and I'm a failure. And, you know, all these kinds of different things, these, these thoughts crop up, you know, I would not allow myself to make a mistake based on some of the things that had happened. And, you know, it's a real wake-up call for me as a parent to be mindful of how I treat my kids because I don't want them to be afraid to make mistakes. I don't want them to be, you know, like, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable coming to me when they do make a mistake because I don't, so I don't want to like belittle them and make them feel like they're idiots because they screwed up. I mean, I... I mess things up all the time. And, you know, I've, I've been able to grow personally to that point where now I, I, don't, I don't worry so much if I make a mistake. It's still there, but it's just lessened to a certain degree. And, you know, that type of change really only happens over time. And it takes, it takes some effort, you know, to reprogram yourself a little bit to, to help you understand that, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes all the time. And that's how innovations happen. That's how new things come about is mistakes. You know, that's how when you're, when you're searching for something in the dark or you've got, or you're blindfolded or you're looking for something, you know, maybe I'm looking for my pen that's on my desk and, it, and it's dark, you know, and I'm feeling around and I'm feeling around. Every time I don't feel my pen, that's a mistake. But then eventually as I feel around enough, oh, hey, there's my pen. Hey, and you find that it. was magical. So I made, <laughs> I made like 25 mistakes and trying to find my pen until I finally got it. And it's also like learning to walk. How many times do you think we fall before we learn how to walk? Before we learn how to stand first, and then we learn how to walk. You know, it, it takes so many failures to get to the point where we actually succeed at something. And I'm sorry for all the harsh words that have been said to you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I think probably, you know, more than likely, I mean, if, if your dad has been angry 
you know, there may have been something that your dad's been dealing with. You know, there may be some issues that are unresolved there that are causing anger. So it's not just you. Most of the time when somebody's mad at us, like really mad and they're mad all the time, it's not us that's the problem. Like when I went around for a long time in my life, I was angry at everybody. Anybody would do anything and I would be angry at them. I would yell and I would be angry and I would be passive aggressive. I wouldn't talk to them for a while and I would just torment them with dirty looks. That's mean, man. I know. I know. <laughs> it was horrible. And you know, the problem wasn't them. Oh, big deal. They made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Big deal. No, the problem was me. The problem was I had issues that were unresolved. And so I was projecting anger upon everybody because of the issues that I had with me that I had to fix. So sometimes that's the case where maybe you're dealing with people that have self-esteem issues, which pretty much everybody has some kind of self-esteem issue. Um, or, you know, other, other unresolved issues in their life that cause them to just treat people this way automatically. And I'm sorry that you have to have contact with someone that's going through that. But you should understand, it's not you. When you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Big deal. It's not, you know, there is very little that we do, that we make mistakes on that matters even 10 minutes from the time we make the mistake. Let alone a week from when we make the mistake. Let alone a year from when we make the mistake. I, I remember my boss one time, you know, he was trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. I, I had this job and I had the, the owner of the company needed me to move to a different location. There were multiple locations of this store and they needed me to move and it was going to be a totally different city. And I had a lease on a house that I was renting in this one city. And I had like eight months left on this lease. Hmm. And they needed me to move to a different city. And he was like, well, I guess I'm buying out your lease because I need you to move to this other city. And we talked to my landlord and he didn't, he didn't want to, you know, he, we had a lease, we had an agreement, you know, it, by his right, you know, obviously he's entitled to the money for the lease. Otherwise he would have rented it to somebody else, you know? And so he didn't have to buy out the whole lease. He just paid it until it was able to be re-rented. But he did that. And I was like, wow, man, what, like, what made you do that? He said, you know, I just look at it this way. I needed you to move, you know, and you were willing to move. And I appreciate that. And five years from now, that money isn't going to matter. The money I used to buy your lease out is not going to matter. You know, 
So he would take it the five-year rule. He's like, is it going to matter five years from now? No. What's going to matter more five years from now is that you move to this other location. You know? And whatever it takes to get there. And so you can treat it like that with any mistake. You can look at it and you can be like, is this going to matter a year from now? Is this going to matter two weeks from now? You know? And in sports, I see, I see that if you fail at sports, it's upsetting. I've, I've been through that too. Um, but one thing that, you know, people who are very, very great athletes, like Michael Jordan will say, I miss more shots than I make, you know? And he said, the real key is, can you just brush off that mistake? Can you brush off that failure and get set for the next one? Be like, I'm going to make the next one. I'm going to make the next one. I'm going to make the next one and continue to look forward. And so I would encourage you to start to think in terms of that, just looking forward rather than looking at the present or the past and, and these mistakes. Because if we keep a scorecard of our mistakes, man, that's going to be one of the most depressing things that, you know, ever, and, and, and it will haunt you and it will create negative feelings in your life. And then maybe you'll turn into somebody like me who was just angry at everybody because I had all these mistakes that were haunting me all the time. You know, you know, it could turn into that. So I don't know if any of that helped because I also know that sometimes when we're in the middle of something, you know, even if somebody says something encouraging, we don't, we, we kind of have this knee jerk, uh, they just don't understand, you know, response, you know, and I, I get that. I, I understand that, you know, that might be the case. So I hope, I hope that can help redirect, you know, what's going on for you. And Ryan, um, I'm going to turn it over to you. So. Oh, thanks, Joe. That was really good. I mean, I don't know. I was, I'm so glad that you went first because, um, that was a lot of really great things. And I feel like in a lot of ways you relate to um, Anonymous in this um, more than I do in some places, um, for sure. And I think that's that's really great because you're able to give a lot of guidance there. So um, I would just listen to what Joe had to say again if you, if you need more. Because uh, I'll tell you what, there are many times when I listen to something and I've, I thought I got everything the person was saying. But then I listened to it again and I'm like, wait, how come I didn't hear that before? Like, like years later, I'll listen to it like for the fifth time and I'll still hear something I didn't even pick out before. Uh, and our minds do that to us. So it's kind of interesting because we, I think what happens is, you know, our, our brains focus on a certain sentence and then our minds get carried off with that. And then we miss the next line or whatever it is. But anyways, um, yeah, um, what Joe, what Joe had to say was great. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, you said that even though you're, you did add that your dad doesn't even really yell at you that often. Um, I can understand having that scar. I'm the same as Joe, as far as words of affirmation being my love language, meaning, you know, <clears throat> words are what affect me the most, whether, um, whether that is to feel loved or to feel hated, um, um, and bullied and et cetera. Uh, words, words are important to me. Um, which is why I was always, when people say, uh, actions over words, that sort of thing. 
I've always wanted to like punch him in the face and be like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but no, words matter. Words are just as important as the action a lot of times. Um, Especially to me, (laughs) not to everybody. Um, (laughs) But anyways. Um, So, but yeah, I can can understand feeling scarred um, about... Um, being worried every time you look at somebody about what they're going to say or how they're going to treat you. Um, even though you are, sh- are sure that like, oh, they'll, they have, you know, they love me and they're, they're probably not going to yell at me because they never yell at me. But yet every time you see them, you're still worried. Um, I understand that. Uh, I've been there before. And, um, you know, some of those things, they're just there because of past experiences you've had, you know, and they were scarring or they were annoying or they happened a lot in the past and they don't happen anymore, but it's just still something that's in the back of your head every time you think about that person. Um, and the really, really the only way to get rid of that is to have conversations with that person and open up about it. Um, at least through my experiences, you know, if you have a, um, because when in that situation, you have a relationship and what's holding you back from a better form of that relationship is you because your thoughts are making you worried about the person, even though you know you're not supposed to be worried, even though you know you have no reason to be. Something in the back of your head makes you afraid or whatever. And the only way to open that relationship back up and continue moving it forward is to have an honest talk about that subject with the person. Because then you're opening up your vulnerableness to them and that allows them to affect it. Because if you don't open up to them, then they can't change anything, right? If, they, if you don't tell them, then they don't have the ability to have a sincere conversation with you that says, oh, I'm sorry for doing that in the past or, you know, whatever they need to say to help you move forward. Um, so you might have to be open with that um, to your father in order for that to move forward. If you find the courage, um, to get into that position, um, because I, I totally understand that. Um, now of course there are things you can do for yourself to get over it, um, without ever having to confront them. But that road is a lot longer and doesn't really include them. Um, and it's a lot harder, but, and it's not really like, I have no way to say this is the path because it's really just up to your brain and it's hard to guide in that sort of thing. So when you're worried about someone's reaction or whatever, just open up to them about it. And I think that will do you the best. Um, I hope that makes sense. Um, and so, and the other thing was, you know, um, being, being worried about, um, you know, you know, being upset over every failure. I mean, I get it. Um, but I'll tell you, I used to be like that a lot. Um, very, very worried about, oh, so worried about what people thought of me. Um, but you know, also always afraid of messing up to the point of never trying, you know, like, Oh, I, I won't even like you say you'll cry when you put the sauce in and you mess the sauce up or something. I'll I'll cry when you know I'll get a I'll be so afraid of messing that up I won't even try and I'll make someone else do it, right? 
That's that's kind of how I was. Um, but it wasn't until, um, you know, uh, the end of high school when I started to decide to get out of my shell and, and realize I need to make mistakes. I need to purposefully embarrass myself. I need to purposefully mess up in front of people at my at at my own expense because it actually caused other people to laugh and have a good time and it helped me grow. When I started to take life more seriously and less seriously at the same time. <laughs> I started I stopped taking myself so seriously and thinking that I had to do everything perfectly. But I also took life more seriously in the aspect of what can I do to make myself a better person? Um, what, what can I do to make me the best version of myself? What can I do um, that's uncomfortable that I'll have to force myself through and might be really awkward and I, I might, you know, I might make a lot of failures. Other people might laugh at me, you know, but what do I have to do regardless of all those things so that I can move forward? And then doing those things, I'll tell you, um, that just, when I did that, it changed my entire perspective on, on life. And I no longer really got too scared of, of taking action anymore because I realized it was okay if I mess up. That's just part of the process. Um, you know, it's okay if I make food and the food doesn't turn out very well. I can eat it anyways. And then I'll know what not to do next time. Um, and eventually sometime I might end up with an awesome recipe. Uh, and I've done that before, you know. Um, recently I put, I tried a couple of different things with eggs. I put in um, a little bit of uh, rice vinegar in my eggs to see what it would do to the eggs when I cooked them. And then I put in alcohol with um, like a, <laughs> it's a weird alcohol to put in it, but vodka. But it's what I had. So <laughs> I put vodka in my eggs when I cooked them just to see what the eggs would do. But I knew I was going to eat it regardless, and that's okay. It didn't taste amazing, um, but it was good enough for food, substance. But ultimately, it was like an experiment. Experiment. So if you can think of your life more as an experiment and a trial error of how do I make this human being grow and that human being being yourself, what experiments can I run my body through? What experience can I run my mind through and get over them? Um because a lot of things is just running the ropes. You know, a lot of it's just taking action and then reaping the benefits afterwards. So like when I cooked the eggs with vinegar, I realized it did something really interesting. It made the eggs almost creamy, hmm. um, which was cool. It makes me think, okay, so I didn't really care for the rice wine, but let's try a different wine or different, different um, acidic substance. So I tried vodka. It didn't make the creams, the eggs creamy. So it's something specifically in the vinegar. It's all an experiment. I wouldn't even call them necessarily failures. I mean, they are failures because they didn't turn out tasty, but they're an experiment. And sometimes, you know, that happens in life too. Um, you know, sometimes you're, you go snowboarding, right? Or something. And then you're like, okay, you get up on the snowboard and you instantly fall over. And you're like, dang. I am terrible at the snowboard. <laughs> well, yes, of course. You've never, I mean, no matter how many times you're on a snowboard, you fall. Everybody on a snowboard falls. That's part of snowboarding, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and at some point you get, you're so used to falling that you don't even remember that you've fallen. Like, I know that I've 
like you, I can talk to people who were um, really into snowboarding and the way that they, you know, they would, they would snowboard and they would fall and get up like in under a second, they would fall and get back up. And then they wouldn't even remember that they ever fell. It would be out of their mind because it's just a part of the process of snowboarding is the failure of falling about once every other second, but you don't realize it anymore that it's even happening because you're like, this is just how this moves. This thing causes you to fall over when you're standing still or whatever. Um, and that's kind of how life is. Um, so ultimately, yeah. I mean, just listen to Joe's part again. Um, but yeah, it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes are good. And um, um, maybe just talk to the situation that you're having. Um, when you're worried about talking to your dad, you know, you're worried that he's going to yell at you. You know, be just be open about that with him and see what, see where that goes. Uh, I feel like that's one of the best uh, ways you can improve a relationship is to tell them where you're vulnerable um, because then they are there to support you in that uh, and try to work out. One thing I would say, one thing I would recommend though, when you talk about that to your father, it's very important to let them know that you don't think it's their fault um, and that you know it's your own mental battle. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to come at it from the angle of like, hey, um, I'm having the struggle and it's my fault. You've done nothing wrong, but for some reason, um, it scares me to talk to you because I always feel like you're going to yell at me, even though you never yell at me. This is just some weird thing that's in my head and I don't know why it's there. And I'm wondering, you know, how, how do we get past, how do I get past this? What do you think? If you open up to them, letting them know that it's a mental battle you have in your head and it's not their fault, uh, you might be surprised at where it goes. Um, but um, yeah, that's my main recommendation for that. So, um, but yeah, you know, and I've, I've known you for a while. Um, now, Joe doesn't, doesn't really know you, um, but I've known you and Honestly, I, I noticed you improve in, in, in a lot of things. Um, and so just keep, on, just keep on doing what you're doing and keep on moving forward. Keep on putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. And, um, and, and, I, and I'm sure things will continue to get better. And, you'll, and I think you've already seen a lot, of, a lot of improvement in yourself. And so I just keep going down that road and you'll see even more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One thing I forgot to say was, um, you know, because it seems like there there are a lot of things in this challenge of yours that are coming from other people, your mom, your dad, you know, the other other people in your life. Um, and I'll tell you, the the peace that comes through forgiving other people mm. is absolutely incredible. The absolutely. healing. You know, I mean, because this insecurity you feel about making mistakes, this, you know, the, this, this, this problem of, of, you know, being afraid to fail and being afraid to make mistakes, all these things, there's an underlying insecurity that's caused by, you know, all of these things that have happened to you. And mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you in your heart are able to truly forgive others for the wrongs that they've, you know, 
committed towards us. The peace and the healing that comes from that smooths out that insecurity. And, you know, it won't matter so much to make a mistake. It won't even matter so much that they get upset if they do. Because it's just like, well, hey, you start to you start to see things rather than being afraid or being fearful that this person's gonna yell at you, you almost more start to pity the other person because you know they're in a bad spot or else they wouldn't be acting that way. And it's almost like, man, I wish there was something I could do to help them mm-hmm. through this so negative true. experience they're having. And and but that, you know, that starts with learning to forgive. And that's not always an easy road. And sometimes it takes time. It's, it's, it, it's not like an instantaneous thing all the time. Sometimes it can be. It can be a simple decision and then all of a sudden everything's smoothed out. But a lot of times it takes some digging around and, and really getting at the root in your heart. What am I forgiving this person for? What are these things that I need to forgive this person for? You know, And that can really, really help so I would encourage you to try and find ways to do that um, as you as you move move through mm-hmm. this journey. And it sounds like sounds like you've already taken some great strides, you know, from what Ryan was saying. So that's that's awesome, Anonymous, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Um, but yeah, just keep 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 on going and keep coming back. You know, keep listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like listening to Ryan because you know if I listen to myself, I don't learn very much. Some, you know, honestly, I, I, though, sometimes you learn the most when you listen to yourself. <laughs> it really is true. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I said that. Yeah. Whoa, Whoa. that's weird. I, like I better it. start living up to that. If I yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I really like what you said about forgiveness because that's that's extremely important. Oh my gosh, is it important? Um, you know, being able to forgive my bullies, even like literally in the second when they were doing something mean to me, changed everything. Um, Because as soon as I was able to just forgive and let people off the hook um, and and not be mad at people for being jerks, um, it's just like you said, you start to pity them. And pity is not a bad thing. It is not a mean thing. I think a lot of people think pity is to look down on. It is not that. Um, I think... You know, you see in a movie, like you see in the movies, don't pity me, you know, whatever. Pity is a beautiful thing. Um, the problem is people who are really p- prideful say don't pity me because they feel like they're being looked down on. But in truth, pity is extremely beautiful because pity isn't to look down on. It's to look lovingly upon. It's to look at someone and say, I wish it was better, better for them. So pit- pity is not a bad thing. Um, so... It's not looking down on someone. It's just looking at somebody, the right angle, honestly, at the angle of, wow, I hope, I hope um, things get better for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you feel bad for somebody, that's, that's empathy, you know, and that's pity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pity is a form of support. So anyways, um, but yeah, forgiveness is huge, huge. Um, but yeah. And if you want to remember, if you, if you want help with forgiveness, Joe has given some great advice on that in previous streams. I'm sure you've 
um, heard him talk about different things there, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, it helped a lot of my neurotic, uh, feelings Mm. (laughs) when I was, when I was led in the direction of forgiving others. And I had to dig back a long time, you know, to some, to some moments that were defining moments that I didn't realize were defining moments that hurt me to the point where I made a shift in my thinking, you know, and those moments, you know, when I was, when I walked through the forgiveness process with those people and I haven't talked to those people. So one of those people in that situation I haven't talked to since I was in seventh grade when the incident happened. And yet that defines you a lot of, a lot of how you think. It was amazing. And then, but that, but that moment stuck with me. And when I was able to go back in my mind and in my heart and forgive and let go, then it was amazing that so many other areas of my life got fixed because it was like, all that was smoothed out and there were so many seemingly unrelated areas, but they were all neuroses based on this wrong thought process that I had based on this incident where I was holding a grudge. It was really, it was crazy. And if I could just take that change of feeling that I had in my heart when I was able to walk through that process and just give it to you and put it in your heart, so you would see what it feels like, I would. And then, and then it would, you know, you, you would run to chase down those moments that you need to forgive someone for. It's incredible, mm-hmm. the peace that comes mm-hmm. from that. So, Yeah, I think a lot of us uh, are searching in life for peace. It's one of those rare, uh, for so many, it is so rare. And it's like, peace, what is that? Like, how do you even get it? Peace, one of the most um, desired resources in our lifetime is peace. You know, it's like one of those things where people like can't get enough and they barely get any at all. And I'll tell you, you can't be peaceful if you're holding grudges because a grudge requires that there's not peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, In order for to have peace, peace forgiveness is required. Um, it's, you know, it, but it's one of the most refreshing things. And one of the most important things when it comes to making a decision, if you make a decision when you're already at peace, oh, it's so easy. And and it's, and it makes you, it, it makes the decision-making process easier and logic, more logical. And also you're okay with the decision that you made. You know, but if you're not at peace, you know, um, beginning the decision process process of anything, of any action, becomes all convoluted and really hard to figure out and et cetera. So being at peace is really important. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so rare in our world today. Um, mm. But if you find time to forgive, um, that will definitely take you on that journey towards peace because... Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the war that's raging on in our mind comes from a lack of forgiveness, whether it be for ourselves or for others. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyways. Yeah, thank you, Anonymous, for for the post. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some of what we said helped. Yeah, I hope so, too. We hope you've enjoyed this Don't Worry Wednesday discussion. All of these episodes, from single questions to full programs, will appear in the Don't Worry Wednesday section of our website, bss.studio. While you're there, check out all the great content, ranging from music to games, chat, and uplifting discussions by our growing worldwide community. One out of two hosts even claim that these are some of the greatest people in the universe, and the other loves all of you unconditionally. Join the experience each week. Don't Worry Wednesdays regularly stream Wednesday evenings on YouTube. And don't be surprised if Ryan and Joe show up other times of the week. So be sure to subscribe and ring the notification bell so you don't miss out on any of the live streams. But you can always get your dose of insight with these handy podcasts, a Black Static and Swerve production.